0: All right, we continue on. Fred Rogan and Rodney Pete on AM570 LA Sports. One more pair of Dodger-Tiger tickets to give away. It's Monday's game at the stadium, and you will have an opportunity to win this hour. We'll give you a cue to call. Also, uh, Vic will be along with some spirituality. But now, up to Seattle we go, and we welcome in our friend David Basset, who was there with the Dodgers for the game tonight, as he always is. And Dave, good afternoon.
1: Hey, guys. Yep, here at T-Mobile Park uh, where the Dodgers staff uh, just finished uh, having some fun uh, baseball, uh, I guess, home run derby with their trainers and their clubhouse staff.
0: Who won? Nice. Can't really
1: tell, Fred, but I know all the players were out there around the batting cage and having a good time with it. So these are the type of things that occur towards the end of the regular season especially when you're on the verge of clinching another nLS championship
2: yeah and on that dave uh, we, we talked about this earlier is it a is it a good thing knowing that the dodgers are it's just a matter of time before they win the west and kind of ran away with it this year um to be playing a team that's uh, that's kind of fighting for the division so it's they have something to play for rather than a team that's 30 games out.
1: Yeah, of course. It kind of gives you that urgency, that intensity of a playoff type of caliber team that you're going to face. And tonight they're going to be facing a really good pitcher in George Kirby, 90-pitch George Kirby. So we'll see if he uh, feels good enough or strong enough to go 90 pitches today. Um, but look, their last game against the Padres, they faced uh, Cy Young contender and Blake Snell and did not do very well against him. So... They kind of need that to uh, move forward and really get used to seeing these type of guys.
0: Dave, it's at this time of year, uh, we asked the same question, so I'll just put it out. All right, you're moving toward uh, wrapping things up. Here come the playoffs. In these final games, besides hopefully building some momentum, what are the Dodgers trying to do? Look at matchups now. Uh, look at pitching possibilities. What What goes through their mind now as they move toward the playoffs?
1: Well, I've noticed Dave Roberts already start to put guys in positions that he's going to call upon them in the postseason. But really, Fred, for the Dodgers, they have to figure out their pitching. And I know Andrew Freeman and Dave Roberts and Mark Pryor are meeting pretty regularly to try to evaluate this on a daily basis moving forward. And tomorrow night is going to be a season-defining start for Clayton Kershaw. Because his fastball velocity has dipped each of the last two starts. And his bullpen session did not look great. His body language did not look great. So tomorrow's a bigger night and maybe the biggest night of the regular season for the Dodgers. Because they're going to have to assess what form of Clayton Kershaw they have going into the postseason. And how they're going to deploy him.
2: Uh, yeah. stand on that, Dave, do you think that uh, are the Dodgers going to go the, the kind of traditional playoff route and say, OK, you got game one, you got game two, you got game three, and we'll, we'll decide how it goes after that? Or is it just kind of um, we're, we're going to have a mixture of different guys or, or you or is it set already? If, if the playoffs were to start tomorrow, who are the, the starters for the Dodgers?
1: Well, there's only one that's for certain that's Bobby Miller and really they're running out of options, right? Rodney. Uh, yeah. There's not too many guys to choose from. It's uh, Bobby Miller. It's Ryan Pepio. It's Lance Lynn. It's maybe Clayton Kershaw depending on what happens uh, tomorrow. But look, when was the last time the Dodgers let a starter not named Walker Bueller or Clayton Kershaw go deep into a playoff game. So this is going to play into their strategy of not allowing a starting pitcher to see a lineup uh, more than two times. So, you know, for all those that are saying they don't have a starter to go seven or eight innings, when was the last time they allowed a starter to go seven or eight innings?
0: You know, on that on that topic, Dave, uh, they brought Kyle Hurd up. They sent him down once uh, Joe Kelly was activated. Is that a guy we could see come back up here? Is that a guy that might be an opener in the playoffs?
1: Not, right now, Fred, no, that's not in the plans for the Dodgers. And maybe you'll see him come back um, if somebody gets hurt or if they need innings. But the reason why Kyle Hurt was called up, it's my understanding, speaking to guys with the Dodgers that make the decisions, Andrew Friedman, Mark Pryor, was because they, uh, their roster was kind of locked in. They, they couldn't call back certain pitchers at that point in time because they had just optioned them and they needed innings to cover their bullpen. So uh, that's the reason why Kyle Hurt got the call, and my understanding is it wasn't an audition. Uh, Andrew Friedman told me it's not an audition. They want him to be able to execute his pitches more consistently, but hard to argue with what you saw at Dodger Stadium the other night. Uh, Why not give this guy an opportunity to see if he can be something for you coming out of the bullpen?
2: Absolutely. Your eyes don't lie, Dave. The eyes don't lie. Um, Joe Kelly, Dave, had a little trouble finding the zone the other night. Um, getting him back to form is, is the is the plan to kind of get him as much work as possible as we lead into October?
1: His vacation's over, Rodney, and he feels mm-hmm. great. It was just a lot of rust, and I'm sure the adrenaline wasn't pumping against that Padres lineup in that particular part of the game. So, I think that was just the rust being knocked off in a major league game. He's When the bell rings and when it counts, um, you hope Joe Kelly will be effective. He won't be scared, but you hope that he'll be effective. And the last time he pitched in the postseason for the Dodgers, there were some mixed results. So hopefully he can uh, be uh, really good for them coming out of the bullpen this year.
0: Final one for you, Dave, before you jump. You mentioned how important tomorrow night's start is for Clayton Kershaw. If for whatever reason it doesn't go well, and then there are concerns about Kershaw for the playoffs. What do the Dodgers do?
1: Well, that's where Lance Lynn definitely would be a big, bigger part of their playoff rotation if things don't go well for Kershaw tomorrow. And look, Emmett Sheehan more than likely is going to be ready to go behind Kershaw whenever called upon. And he actually told me uh, at Dodger Stadium a couple of days ago that. He really enjoys coming out of the bullpen, and he uh, he certainly is expecting to be part of that role. And that's what's made him and some of these other younger pitchers so valuable is how nimble they have been to be able to go back and forth from starter to reliever to following an opener. But Sheehan certainly has embraced that role, and he's uh, ready to go tomorrow if needed.
0: Dave, no, you got to run. Thanks for the information. All right, guys, thanks. All right, there goes David Basset. Pre-game tonight at 6, first pitch at seven ten. coming from the Galpin Motors broadcast booth. We'll have those Dodger tickets to give away. Not doing it yet. Hang tight. Hang tight. We're going to get to it. And when we come back, some spirituality to wrap up the week. Hey, we don't care. And you know what happens on Friday when we don't care.
2: I'm going to put on my sunglasses. Oh, there you go. I'm going to put on my sunglasses. I might put on my hat, but right now, I'm just going to put on my sunglasses. Because that's what I do. And how dare you talk about me wearing some sunglasses, Fred? You know know what you don't do? What's wrong with you? You, Now you done made it personal, Fred. You didn't
0: listen to your mother. Because mama always said, take off your hat and glasses when talking to another man. You done made
2: it personal. Now now it's going to hurt. It was just going to sting a little bit, Fred. Now... Now it's going to hurt. Now right. I got to cut you.
3: So so CU, I think, going into this weekend was like favored by 23. So are y'all taking them to cover the spread against
0: Colorado Absolutely. State this weekend? 100%.
2: <laughs> Not an 100%. issue. 100%. <laughs> Kevin, have you heard of a track meet in football? That's <laughs> what it's about to be right now. They're going to get bust and boatload.
3: Why would you, as Man. a double-digit underdog, poke the bear even, or poke the buffalo, I guess, even more?
0: Why? Why would you do Why? that? Why? Well, you know what's interesting about that? So Matt Rule at Nebraska. Now, the coach at uh, Colorado State, they don't seem to understand. I mean, I guess you have to have an ego if you're going to be a head coach at any level, certainly in major college football. But you got to be smart. But they don't get it. I mean, what are you doing? Do you understand that Deion Sanders has far more media training and experience, has been talked to by far more people than either one of you could ever imagine? You combined. Underst- right. Do you understand the positions he has been in in his career and his life? Do you understand his persona and how people feel about him? So why would you actually decide you're you're going to trade with this guy? You, you got something to say? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to trade. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, that's what you're going to get. But why would you say anything? You're only going to look bad. You're going to you're look like a Only going to
2: look bad. Yeah, you can't trade punches with Dion especially in talking and in the media. He's got too many friends in high places. He's going to get the platform that he wants to say whatever he wants and always will get the last word. Um, and all you did, all Norville did was put his kids in harm's way. That's all he did. He put his team in harm's way. It's like that kid that, you know, you're part of a group in, in high school or college, you guys are all hanging out, and you got that one guy. You got that one guy that always wants to run his mouth, and every time you go out, you're in a fight because of that one guy. Because he pops off, he's the smallest guy, and he pops off to the big guy or somebody else in another group. And you all got a fight because the one guy decided he wanted to pop. I had a friend like that in college.
0: You mean Chris um, Hale? Was Chris Hale <laughs> no, no,
2: not Chris. Chris was smarter than that. Oh, okay, Chris could talk his way out of anything, so he was smarter than that. Now, I had another guy, his name, first name was Jeff. I'll leave it at that. Um. But man, what he's that guy. Norvell's that guy. That why now, now. I don't know who's playing quarterback for Colorado State, but now he's got, now he's in harm's way, because you don't think that defensive linemen are gonna pin their ears back and wa- and want to get seven sacks on the quarterback. You don't think every time the receiver or somebody else touches the ball that they're going after him? Yeah, it's it's just it's just bad business. He doesn't have to play he's coaching on the sideline he doesn't have to take the hits that is about to be you know displayed on his team is it was the dumbest most selfish thing in the world and I don't know maybe he thought because Colorado was one in 11 last year there's no way they could be any good I don't care if he brings in a bunch of players they can't be that good they were one in 11 and we were the better team in the state last year and and we'll we'll prove it on the field what? What? Why would you? Why would you? If anything, you should have went the opposite way. Oh, my God. This is the best, this is the best turnaround ever. What Dion is doing at college. I don't know if we have a chance against those guys. You know, I don't know. I don't know how we're going to score any points. Or I don't even know how we're going to stop them. You, have you seen what they did in the first two games? Man. Man, we have to recruit some pro players to, to dress on our team to, to compete with those guys. Sort of went the opposite way.
0: That's exactly right. You know, know the temperature of the room. And you're expected to because you're the head coach. Know the temperature. Understand what's going on. Don't stand up there and say, well, I'm not putting up with that. Uh, You know, my mama always (laughs) told me, you take off your glasses. What are you doing? You've got to know better. You're the head coach. You've got to. You did yourself a disservice. And if you go out and get annihilated, you're going to look even worse. Yep. Yep. Even worse. And then when you go to recruit a kid in his home, honestly, I'm being serious. Right. You walk in, you sit down. All right, coach, tell me about yourself. Coach, can I ask you something? Yeah. Why would you say that? (laughs) Why did you do that? Yeah. Think about that. Right. Right. If you're you're the parent of that kid being recruited
2: and you're sitting in that room with him, if the kid doesn't ask, aren't you going to ask him? Aren't you going to ask
0: Norah? Why would you poke Dion like that? What could be gained from it? You know what it is? It's your ego. It's your ego. That's what it was. And again, know who to pick a fight with. Yes. You know, if it's it's the coach at New Mexico State and you want to say something, all right, fine, do whatever you want. Deion Sanders, it's kind of like Geno Smith goes back, here comes Aaron Donald, he goes, oh, my God, and he just throws the ball. <laughs> right? Yes. You think he would have reacted that way if a defensive back came charging up the middle? Probably not. But you know, you don't fight yeah. Aaron Donald, and you got to exactly. know you don't pick a fight with Deion Sanders.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it was the, the, the most idiotic thing I've I've heard in a long time from a head coach. Uh, it just was uncalled for, unnecessary. And again, as i said, he put his team in harm's way. Well, have fun
0: Saturday, boys.
2: <laughs> now, now, I mean, you're the ratings guy, Fred. It was crazy what they said about the number that the Nebraska-Colorado game did, which was, I think it was like 9 million or something like that. It outdid Texas-Alabama, which is crazy. Um, but now you you think eyeballs. <laughs> Ordinarily, you're like, oh, yeah, Colorado's good. I mean, but that's not a good matchup. I don't know if I'm going to watch. Now everybody's going to watch that game. Everybody's watching that game. I mean, Big Noon was already going to be there, and, and, and Game Day's already going to be there, but now everybody's going to watch to see Colorado State get annihilated. But you don't want to see Colorado State get annihilated.
0: The only concern about the ratings is here in the West, it's a seven o'clock kick, which means it'll be 10 o'clock East Coast. That's the only yeah. thing. If that well, game People will
2: was... be nice and liquored up on the East Coast and be ready to go. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, and they'll all be rooting for Dion anyway. Yeah. They'll just want, you know what? Yeah. It's to a point a late kick for the East Coast. And you're right, people will be liquored up. All they want to see is Dion go out and just destroy people now.
2: Yeah. And then what happens after the game? Do they handshake?
0: Oh, that'll and be they, great.
2: That'll be great, right? All eyes are gonna be watching till the end to see what happens after the game. And here's the thing. Say, I mean, Colorado wins. They got next week they got Oregon in Oregon.
0: That'll be a test.
2: And then they and then they got USC at home. Uh, yep. What do you think those ratings will be for USC? at Colorado, if they go and win this game and happen to beat Oregon in Oregon?
0: Oh, that'll be the game of the day.
2: It'll be a game of the of the year.
0: As long as Colorado continues to win, I'm thinking they'll probably, if they play at the right time, be the top draw every Saturday, if Colorado continues mm-hmm. to win. Because now Dion yeah. is the story. Yeah. And again, the guy from Colorado State didn't understand something. Dion has been the story in the pros.
2: Yes, in in the the high school, in college, and in the pros. He's been the story.
0: He he does commercial. I mean, my God, if you're going to say anything, that's the last guy you want to say it about. It's a fight you can't win. Toad death,
2: like you said, isn't it? Exactly. It's a fight you cannot win.
0: So don't fight. And if you choose to, if you choose to start that fight, then you have to be prepared for what's coming your way. Exactly. And it's probably exactly. what's going to happen. All right, let's have some spirituality. He'll bring some perspective to all of this. To wrap up the week and get us ready for the weekend, it's time for Vic the Brick and the Daily Haiku at 2. And
4: Vic, good afternoon. Happy Rosh Hashanah, sweet and happy new year to all of our Jewish listeners. 5724, much nachos in the new year, Fred. Oh,
0: yeah. Yes, Vic, back at you. Let's knock us.
4: let knock us. Good vibes. Okay. Thank you. He's a mighty, mighty man. He's a prince. He's Rodney Pete. VTB! Lachair to life to Kevin Vegas. Yeah, come on now. His musica is pure. It's kosher. Huh? Who knew? <laughs> Ronnie Facio. He's Mashug for sure. It's King Flavor. He's Mashug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys heard about the the Kobe mural downtown DTLA Pico and Grande? At the Hardcore Fitness Center, Pico and Grand. Oh. The landlord wants to take it down. A petition is in full effect to save the Mamba mural, over six thousand signatures already, already in support of this beautiful mural.
0: Why does he want to take it down?
4: He yeah. wants to make some money. He wants to make he wants to make more money. He says, "I can make more money."
0: Just to put with, an ad up
4: there or something. With the ads up there, then Kobe, which is just a sensational mural. We've all seen it, adorned with wings of an angel with daughter Gianna. Yeah. But the, you know the owner of the hardcore fitness center at uh, Pico and Grand. You know she's fighting to you know, keep it up, but we'll keep you posted. That's just a tough story, though. Yeah, I don't but know. It, I think it's a beautiful, had, beautiful mural. If you had
0: that, I don't think I'd, I'd want to take that down. I, I think it's a it's a, a bad PR move. Number one. Yeah, and it's a destination. Yeah. You know, if you're worried yeah, about capitalizing. Financially, because you want to put up an ad on the wall or whatever.
2: Capitalize on the traffic there, like you said, the destination of people. Right. Put up a little pop-up shop.
4: Mm Mm-hmm. Would love to enlighten this landlord. I'll tell you who's enlightened, Los Lakers. They've hooked up Jay Vanderbilt four years $48 $48 million deal for their blue-collar, blue-collar hero, Jay Vanderbilt, man. Sensational signing. Yeah, I think I so. I love the for guy a, under know. the radar. Uh, you know, remember, his tenacious D, every night he brought it.
2: What do you say they about got the- some guys locked up that are not costing them really, right. you know, in the grand scheme of things, for a lot of money. You know, they're
0: not. And they're good players. Yeah, yeah. Vic, what do you say
4: about the D? It'll set you free. (laughs) Vic, you have more to get to? (laughs) We have a lot to celebrate. Of course. We have a lot to celebrate coming up. Of course, Sumo Update Day 5 from Tokyo and Latino Heritage Month. All
0: right, well, yes. somebody's going to celebrate this. A pair of tickets to see the Dodgers and uh, yeah. Tigers Monday night at the stadium. 866 987 2570. Rodney, what caller number? Number five. Come on, we keep it moving down the home stretch. Let's go, Rodney Pete, Fred Rogan. VTB. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Alan Whittier, way to go. You are headed to see the Dodgers take on. The Detroit Tigers, Monday at the stadium. Uh, If you didn't win, don't despair. Petros and Money will be giving away tickets every hour as well, leading into the pregame show tonight. Okay, let's rejoin Vic for our spirituality.
4: Fellas, I'm excited about number 24, UCLA and NC Central. You guys touched upon it earlier. I just want to give some more love to the NC Central Funky Eagle Band that UCLA paid for to come to make the trip to Pasadena and perform at the half tomorrow. Dynamite Show Band out of Durham, North Carolina, the Sound Machine Marching Band, and the UCLA AD, Martin Germond. what a classy move to bring in the show band from North Carolina you know, his family is a very rich HBCU family tradition, the black college tradition. Martin's mom, Virginia, went to NC Central. Meanwhile, Martin's dad, Matthew, went to North Carolina A&T. I just thought that was a beautiful gesture by the UCLA AD to bring in this band tomorrow.
0: And uh, Kevin, check. $700,000. That is what uh, UCLA is paying them. Seven hundred grand. Very nice. Yeah, that's cool for those
3: kids too to be able to say they played in the Rose Bowl. Uh huh. You know, absolutely perform in the Rose Bowl if you're the band. So, pretty cool for them. Uh-huh. That's
4: beautiful. And any
2: yeah, and the hell would anybody tries to poo poo that? It's bigger than just playing a game on the field. It's uh, it's the experience, and again, you know, the money, the experience you just talked about, Kevin. Um, that these. These kids will will remember for a long, long time.
4: Fellas, you guys excited about Bolts, Titans, Sunday morning, Sister Station, Alt 98.7, 10 a.m., Matt Money Smith on the call. Eckler could be out.
3: He is
2: out.
4: He's most likely out. He's doubtful. Doubtful.
3: Joey Bosa? Questionable. Bit. Questionable. And Eric Hendricks, one of their big defensive signings, also doubtful, along with Eckler. So that's probably not best to have your one of your best tacklers not play against Derrick Henry. That's
4: mm. going to be a tough game, man. DeAndre Hopkins is also, I believe he's doubtful for Tennessee. But after watching the tape last week, of the, of the bold secondary, I think he's licking his lips to play. Uh, questionable, Vic. Just questionable. It up. Hopkins questionable. DeAndre's questionable. Listen, the bold secondary is not going to be as porous as it was against Tua. Let's face it.
0: Oh. I'm looking not. for Pretty a turnaround. I'm looking at a complete
4: turnaround. I mean, Ryan Tannehill had a lousy game his first game they didn't score a touchdown against the against the Saints so it's gonna be it's gonna be a crazy game
0: well that is kind of a bad game
4: so it's gonna be a great game a great weekend the Dodgers gonna clinch this weekend in Seattle man it's gonna be a frappuccino champagne of shower some sometime during the weekend magic number three y'all Three. You think you get, they get it done up in Seattle, huh, Vic? Absolutely. Sometime this weekend, there's going to be a wacky shower. champagne. Oh, that means they got a sweep, shower, right? They got a sweep.
3: Well, it's a combination of wins and losses. So, I mean, they can right. sweep, but then also, you know, Arizona. Somebody can else could lose. Yeah, yeah, that's
2: true. Well, the
4: Snakes got to lose to the Cubs. Yeah. The Cubs are playing good ball.
2: Cubs are playing good ball. Cody Bellinger. How about that? How happy Ooh. are you for him?
4: What a season.
2: Yeah. Great for him. And a contract year that he bet on himself, good for Cody. Yep, paid off.
0: And Vic House still- getting paid, gonna get paid. Vic, uh,
4: what's going on with the sumo? Good question, Fred. Day five. Tommy Fuji, the twenty-one-year-old, after four straight wins, lost yesterday. Oh no! Well, I'll show you. I'll show you who had lost three in a row. He racked up a win. What's fascinating with Sumo, in this tournament, eight guys are four and one after five days. Eight? Eight guys are four and one, so it's wide open. Oh, damn. Wide open. Wide open. Also, we celebrate Uh. Latino Heritage Month. Ronnie, hit me. No, don't hit him. Yeah. Yeah. We celebrate all month the great Latino cultures and the incredible yeah. impact, especially in California, man. Come on now. Starts today, September fifteenth through October fifteenth. We're celebrating Latino Heritage Month. Sing it, Sing it, Vic. Only, only Vicente Fernandez. I will never, never. Join in when there is perfection. No. Oh. El Rey. Which, of course, leads us to you know where. The haiku. It's from Gautama Siddhartha. You've heard of Siddhartha, founder of Buddhism. Born Siddhartha? into a very wealthy family Siddhartha. in India.
3: Siddhartha. Yeah. That was the name of the original Buddha, yes.
4: Exactly. What's, Said, what's the name? Sayonara. Th-
3: Siddhartha. I thought he said the Arthur. guy's
0: name was Sid Arthur.
4: No, Fred, Sid okay. Arthur. I'm gonna check Fred. Sid headphones. Arthur. Fred. Those headphones again, Fred? No, I'm you want Freddy. me to go on there and listen into your headphones to make sure they're Come on, working?
0: Freddy. Okay,
4: all right.
0: Just getting it right.
4: Fred, was born into a very wealthy family, but said sayonara to the opulent lifestyle and went seeking enlightenment.
0: Okay.
3: Didn't he fast for like three straight years or something? Oh, I'm slightly exaggerating.
4: Absolutely, K-Fig. Yeah. It was a lot of fasting and meditating under a, a pipel tree, which is the sacred fig tree, where he found enlightenment while meditating under that fig tree. Mm. It's all in the Herman Hess novel, Siddhartha, which chronicles his journey to nirvana. So this is a haiku for you on this Friday. September the 15th. And it's from Siddhartha himself. Yeah. To understand everything is to forgive everything. I'm feeling you. Siddhartha. Come on.
2: Come on. Come on. Simplicity. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I will say, Vic's really feeling Hispanic Heritage Month right there. Absolutely,
4: yeah. wow. Mas
3: la bamba. Mas la bamba. In your defense, Fred, the last time uh, Vic said Sid Arthur, it
0: did sound like he said Sid Arthur. Thank you. <laughs> I just tried to get it right. I mean, you know, he's talking about Sid Arthur. I want to make sure I had it right, that's all. Uh, Vic, have a great weekend. Feeling you guys. All right. Ronnie. thank you. Terrific week. Kevin, be safe this weekend. Thank you. And uh, Rodney, we get him again Monday. Yes, sir.